Hey, educational rock star. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're diving into a topic that I know is going to spark some serious thought and possibly controversy as we really pick apart the dream versus the reality of running a seven-figure business. And maybe some things that seven-figure business owners don't like to admit or even talk about. You might think hitting that seven-figure mark is all rainbows and glitter, but let me tell you, there is more to that story. Welcome to the Teacher Business Society podcast. I'm Farah, a Diet Coke drinking, true crime junkie, and former teacher turned seven-figure teacher business owner. Are you stuck in the grind as a full-time entrepreneur or teaching by day and side hustling by night, wondering how to turn your entrepreneurial dreams into a reality? Whether you're brand new to this journey, trying to burst through that 100K ceiling, or you've built the business and now you need help working on your business instead of in your business, you're in the right place. I get it. Building your dream business can feel overwhelming. But listen, I've been where you are and I'm here to make it all feel possible. Through personal stories, expertise, and interviews with successful teacher business owners, we'll tackle email marketing, social media strategies, content creation, and everything in between. I'm committed to helping you not just grow, but thrive so you can live the life you've been dreaming of. So grab your favorite notebook, perhaps even a Diet Coke, and pull up a chair. Let's get down to business teacher style. First, we're going to talk about the unexpected consequences of growth. Scaling your business to seven figures is more than just a numbers game. It's a complete mindset shift. And let's not forget, it's an emotional journey that impacts not just you, but everyone involved in your business. We often focus solely on the destination, obsessing over milestones and revenue goals. But let's pause for a second and consider how we actually want to feel on this journey towards growth. Because trust me, the experience of scaling a business can be a wild emotional roller coaster. When I first crossed the seven-figure threshold, I thought the hard part was over. Boy, was I wrong. In the beginning, I thought a seven-figure business would be a whole new world compared to a six-figure one. And while the transition was more seamless than I had anticipated, that didn't mean it was without its challenges. New challenges popped up, particularly around scaling. Suddenly, I had to ensure my business was not just growing, but also capable of sustaining that growth. Maintaining that level of revenue is a whole different ballgame, and it demands a fresh set of skills. The rules of the game change, and suddenly, you're the one creating the rules. Here's the kicker. When you're smaller, you have more flexibility to trim costs. Think you can just cut your operational costs in half like you used to? Not anymore. At this scale, you might find that you can only realistically shave off 5, maybe 10%. And let's not even get started on the mounting pressure of having a team that's looking to you to build a rock-solid enterprise. Realizing that my team was looking to me to create a stable, reliable business they could depend on, that's a lot of weight to carry, and it's not discussed enough. So before you set your next business milestone, take a moment to check in with yourself. Because scaling isn't just about growing bigger. It's about growing smarter and being prepared for a whole new set of challenges that your journey to becoming a teacher, not a business owner, never prepared you for. Are you ready for the ripple effects that come with more revenue? What are you willing and unwilling to endure to get there? Because as you scale, you're not just adding numbers to your bottom line. You're stepping into new challenges that can impact your well-being and those that rely on you. Now let's talk about why solo success is usually a lie. 
If you think reaching seven figures is a solo endeavor, it is time for a serious reality check. There's a misconception that successful business owners did it all themselves. Simply not true. Despite the filtered stories you see on social media, rarely does anyone hit this milestone without a team. If we hop into the way back machine to when I was trying to take my own business to the next level, I just couldn't figure out how so many teacher business owners were cranking out all these amazing resources so quickly. And we're not talking about little worksheet packs here, but even those that were cranking out worksheet packets, it seemed like these business owners that I looked up to and wanted to be like were just putting out new resources every week or even daily. How the heck were they doing that? Especially when some were still teaching, but even those that weren't, I just simply couldn't understand it. And then a little birdie let me in on a little secret, a secret that so many in our niche really didn't want getting out at the time. They weren't doing it all alone. Now, they weren't necessarily gatekeeping. It's mainly because our niche had been built on this idea that you, the teacher, were creating something for other teachers, and they just didn't want the backlash. But they had other people, sometimes other teachers, and sometimes those people they had helping them were not teachers, but they were taking their ideas and turning them into products. What would their buyers think? Spoiler alert. Your buyers don't necessarily care as long as you are solving their problem. Now, while it may seem like hiring help has become a bit more normalized in the past few years, it still is a very touchy subject. When should you hire? Who should you hire? What should you pay them? Can I even afford to hire? Should I hire or should I still do it all myself? And honestly, there's even a bit of a divide that can cause some mean girl attitudes over hiring to emerge. But let me tell you, from my experience, hiring is what helped me scale. I remember the first time I launched a course. It was a disaster because I tried to do everything myself. Fast forward to now, and there's an entire team behind every launch. I've been able to scale current product lines and create new product lines faster and get them into the hands of teachers who need them now instead of months or years down the road because I hired. And my drive for scaling shifted significantly when I realized the human aspect of it all. For me, scaling now isn't just about making more money. It's about getting resources into the hands of teachers as quickly as possible to help them solve their problems and eventually be able to provide my own team with excellent benefits, paid time off, and fostering an incredible business culture. These have become a huge motivational factor for me. The sooner you accept that you'll need a solid team to grow, especially beyond a certain level, the faster you'll reach those goals. There are only so many hours in a day. The only way you get more done in those hours is to clone yourself as much as possible. Here's something you might find interesting. Business principles are more or less mm, universal. I've had some enlightening conversations with business owners from diverse industries, and the foundational concepts haven't changed in a century. So if you think the rules are different for you, think again. Hitting seven figures isn't a one-woman or one-man show. It's a collective effort that demands a shift in both your goals and emotional investments. You're not just scaling a business, you're scaling a community of people who have their own needs and their own aspirations and reaching those through helping you grow your business. Now let's define what you actually want instead of the outcome you think it will give you. Goals are often masked in dollar signs, but what's the story behind that number? It's time to get real about what you actually want to achieve, 
rather than obsessing over financial outcomes that you think will give you those things. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you options. You have to know what you're really working for. It's easy to say, uh, I want to make seven figures, but what does that actually mean for you? What does that mean for your team? For me, I had to redefine success to align with my real aspirations, not just a bank balance. That's when I discovered there's more than one way to reach my dreams. And some paths are way less stressful. I used to think hitting seven figures would give me freedom. Turns out what I actually wanted was more time to spend with my family. And maybe hitting seven figures wasn't the only or the best way to do that. Ask yourself what you truly want out of your business. Is it freedom? Is it more time? Or perhaps the means to pursue other passions? I've seen some of my clients completely pivot their approach. And once they tuned in to what they really wanted and they let go of those superficial metrics and societal expectations, guess what? They discovered the freedom to choose, whether it's the slow, steady, scenic route or the expressway to their goals. So let's shatter that notion that there's only one path to success. If you're ready to redefine what success means to you, I'm here to help you navigate those crossroads. That's what the Teacher Business Society is all about. So if you're interested to finding your own path to success, head over to teacherbusinesssociety.com and let's get to work. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Society Brief, which is our weekly newsletter filled with tips and strategies for growing and scaling your teacher business. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. And remember, building a seven-figure business isn't about the final number in your bank account. It's about building a lifestyle and a legacy. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of the Teacher Business Society podcast. We drop new episodes every week filled with tips, strategies, and inspirational stories to help you elevate your teacher business. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, if this podcast resonated with you, I have a small favor to ask. Go ahead and share it on your social media and don't forget to tag us at Teacher Business Society. Your shares help us reach more educational rock stars like you who dream of building and growing their own businesses. And while you're at it, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Those reviews not only make my day, but they help boost the podcast so that other aspiring entrepreneurs can find this valuable content. Stay connected with us over here at TBS and get tips, strategies, and useful tools to help you and your business by subscribing to the Society Brief. Find out more information at teacherbusinesssociety.com. The link will also be in the show notes. Never forget, you've got the power to make your dreams come true. So keep dreaming big, go for the scary goals, and until next time, keep being an educational rock star.